female folk singer is dead after she was attacked by a pair of coyotes. What is the monkey doing? Tell me what's going on. He hit your face off! We actually have a trainer in the water with one of our whales. If I show weakness, if I retreat, I may be hurt, I may be killed. Baby Azaria Chamberlain was taken by a dingo back in 1980. Welcome back to Man, it is the only true crime podcast on the internet where all the killers are real animals. My name is James and welcome to part three of three of North American bear attacks, otherwise known as bears and bloodshed in North America. I think that's what I called the fucking series. Who knows? Uh, Where we last left off in this series, uh, in episode one, we talked about the bear attacks that occurred in the US and Canada, and I think one in Mexico, uh, between 1780 and the 1900s, and then last episode, we did everything in the 1900s from 1900 to 1960. So today is a big episode. We are going to tackle the rest of the list, everything from 1960 all the way up to the present day, the 2020s. Uh, Here we go. Before we get started, I'd like you to do me a favor. Please go ahead and uh, subscribe to the podcast or follow it uh, if you're listening to it on Spotify or Google or anything like that. Just do that uh, and we'll all be good. Okay, so here we are. We have finally reached the 1960s and as a special treat, our first bear that we're covering today is the polar bear. This is the first time a polar bear has been on our list. Uh, We've been looking forward to it for a while. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of information about this attack, uh, so I'm probably going to straight up... uh, you know, follow the link to the uh, to the, the 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 resource that this came from. So our first uh, victim today was Pauloski Miko, who was a 19 year old male uh, who died in Churchill, Manitoba, uh, and I think that's Canada. Let's have a look, Manitoba. Yeah, it's in Canada. Uh, On November 17th, 1968, Miko's throat was slashed by a polar bear and he died less than two hours after the attack. The bear was shot by the police. That's literally all the information that um, we've been given uh, in this... uh, uh, What am I saying? In this article. But um, I'm going to open up this link and see what it says. This looks like it's a article. What is this? Uh, The... November 18, 1968 article of the Ottawa Citizen. Uh, Let me read you this article. This might be all we have. Polar bear... Okay, so, by the way, they... In the uh, article, they call him an Eskimo. I'm pretty sure that that's like not a term that people like to be called anymore. So, uh, bear with me. I'm just, I'm just gonna go with what the article says. Uh, so, I'm just quoting here. Okay, polar bear kills Eskimo student at Churchill. Churchill. Uh, what was it called? Manitoba? I can't remember what it was called. Uh, a polar bear attacked and killed an Eskimo student on Sunday as his schoolmates looked on helplessly. Poloski Miko, 19, of the Great Whale River, Quebec, killed less than two hours, died less than two hours after the attack, which occurred in the heart of Fort Churchill, a subarctic community of 2,500 near here. The youth's, ro- the youth's throat was slashed. S.H. Urich, an official of the National Research Council base here, said that there is an unusually large number of bears around Fort Churchill this year because of the late freeze-up which has kept them off Hudson Bay. This is a quote. They keep congregating in town and around the dump. I saw a dozen at noon on Sunday at the dump. They kept walking in between the cars. There were up to 30 people out there taking pictures. Mr. Urich said that the bears that attacked uh, the vocational school student were shot by the police within 20 minutes. Uh, 
Excuse me. Oh, that's the end of the article. <laughs> Sorry, I thought there was like a whole other part. That's literally all the information we have to go from from that one. So our first polar bear attack, not a lot of information there, unfortunately. Moving on, uh, we have some brown bear attacks. We have three brown bear attacks that have occurred in the 1960s. Our first is Michelle Coons, who was 19 years old at the time. Uh, she was attacked and died, I believe, on the 13th of August, 1967, by a wild brown bear in Glacial National Park, uh, Glacial National Park in Montana. Coons was camping with a group at the Trout Lake campsite. A bear invaded their camp, and while other campers climbed into trees, Coons was caught in her sleeping bag and attacked. The incident became widely known as the Night of the Grizzlies, when two young women were separately, atta uh, separately attacked in Glacier National Park, Montana, by grizzly bears. Although Higgleston and Coons were killed on the same night, these were separate attacks by different bears approximately 9 miles, 14 kilometers apart. Both bears were killed two nights after their attacks. Okay, well, let's move straight on, because obviously there is a second attack to talk about, which is Julie Higgleson, who is 19 as well. Of course, the attack occurred on the same night, August 13, 1967, also by a wild brown bear at Glacial National Park. Glacier National Park, I don't know why I keep mispronouncing it. While camping near Granite Park Chalet, Higgleson was dragged from her tent. Her boyfriend was also severely mauled. This incident became widely known as the Night of the Grizzlies when two young women were separately attacked in Glacier National Park, Montana by grizzly bears. So there you go. That's the first time we've got two separate separate accounts on the same day and night. Uh, sorry, date and night, uh, but from separate bear attacks. We did have a bear that attacked uh, two different people, but it was the same bear and it was at the same place. Okay, a final brown bear attack of the 60s occurred March 31st, 1969 by a captive brown bear in Fort Leonard Wood in Missouri. The victim's name was Russell Ringer, who was a 49-year-old man. Ringer was crushed by his pet bear, which had no teeth or claws as he entered its cage for a wrestling match at the military base. Fucking dumb. Holy shit, are you serious? Ugh, I hate that. Where this is like 1969. This is modern. This is recent, and there's dickheads still fighting bears and wrestling matches at military bases. This is also cringe. It had no teeth and claws. Obviously, it was declawed and detoothed. And if it was by this guy, um, yeah, it's his pet bear. Fuck this guy. I think he mutilated his own bear. I'm glad he died, if that's the case. If it's not the case and I'm aligning him for no reason, I'll apologize, but Jesus. Let's actually, you know what? Let's read more about that because that is fucked. Okay, Toothless Bear Kills Trainer. We have a, we have a, yep, an article in the Sarasota Journal from April 1st, 1969. Let's have a look at this and see what it says. Okay, um, Toothless Bear Kills Trainer, Fort Leonard Wood. Uh, a four-year-old brown, uh, Eure sorry, okay. A four-year-old brown Russian bear without teeth and claws killed its owner and trainer at a carnival Sunday night. Russell Ringer, 49 years old of Newbury, Michigan, was crushed when he entered the bear cage to muzzle the bear for their wrestling act as the carnival opened this at this military post. His assistant, Willard Duro of Newbury, said Ringer apparently slipped and was wrestled down by the bear. Del Rohr, the carnival owner, said the bear weighed between 700 and 800 pounds and was too tall to stand in a seven-foot cage. Its teeth and claws had been extracted for safety. Fuck off. Whose safety? Yours? You fucking didn't need to put him in a cage. Anyway, um, what is there more? Sorry. These articles are very difficult to read. 
no, that, that that was the end of it. There's something about a prostitute, and there's a dear Abby here. Uh, <laughs> all right, reading old newspapers is such a kick. You should you should do it sometime. Okay, well, I I I'll stand by it. Russell Ring and go fuck yourself. I'm glad you got eaten by a bear. Not eaten. You just got squashed. Okay, moving on. Um. You have six black bear attacks that occurred in the 1960s that have been documented here on this list. The first of which is William Strandberg, who was a 51-year-old male who died on August 16th, 1963 by a wild bear uh, near Fairbanks, Alaska. I've got to tell you that the... um, when I'm going through this list, when I see the word captive, my heart sinks a little bit because it's always something stupid. It's always a pet bear that had its teeth ripped out for a wrestling match or it was someone's bear that they kept chained up at a gas station or at a roadside zoo or something. So whenever it's cap- whenever it's wild, at least I feel, I feel more bad for the victims, generally speaking. Okay, so William Strandberg uh, near Fairbanks, Alaska, a bear killed Strandberg's approximately 160 miles, which is 260 kilometers, west of Fairbanks. Strandberg was a member of a prominent Alaskan mining family. Great. Sidney Smith was killed by a bear on September 17th, 1964. He was 26 years old at the time. The attack occurred near Schieferville in Quebec. Smith, a technician on a radar line, was attacked by a black bear in a remote area. There was evidence that Smith had tried to defend himself with a hunting knife. Okay. Vernon Savola, 51 years old, was attacked on July 2nd, 1965 by a wild bear in Atkin, Minnesota. In Aitkin, sorry, Minnesota. Savola was attacked when he was fishing in a stream and his body was dragged 18 meters. Phyllis Tramper, and again, this is a child, three-year-old female, uh, a, pet bear, a pet bear dragged Tramper into its cage at the Ponderosa Trailer Park in Prescott, Arizona. The bear's owner shot and killed it. That occurred on September 7th, 1966 in Prescott, Arizona. Uh, it's really sad when the kids are involved. It's even sadder when it's like some adult's fault that they just kept the bear around his children. Um, Susan Duckett, 11, unfortunately another child, 11-year-old female, uh, died August 8th, 1967 from a wild bear this time near uh, sorry, Okanagan. Oh, whoa, whoa, sorry, Okanagan Landing. Okanagan Landing in British Columbia. Duckett and a friend were picnicking by Okanagan Lake. They went for a walk uphill and encountered a bear standing on its hind legs. The girls ran away, but Duckett was caught. A man tracked down the bear and killed it with six shots. That's sad. Let's that, let's look that one up. That sounds really sad. Um, what do we have here? Uh, oh, okay, we have a uh, an article in the Oxnard Press Courier from August 9th, 1967. The title reads, Bear kills girl on picnic then pays with its own life. Uh, Vernon, Canada. An 11-year-old girl picnicking in the scenic Okanagan area was attacked and killed Tuesday by a marauding black bear. The bear, a four-year-old male, attacked and dragged Susan Duckett of Hanley, British Columbia, off into the brush while her nine-year-old companion escaped to safety. The group of uh, nearby cottages tracked down the bear and shot it and killed it. Susan, daughter of Mr. and Mrs. Lewis S. Duckett, was holidaying with her family near Whitman's, uh, Whiteman's Creek across Okanagan Lake from Okanagan Landing. She went on a picnic in the hills Tuesday morning with her friend Jennifer McHugh, nine years old, of North Vancouver, British Columbia. Jennifer later described what happened. 
After we walked up the hill for about half an hour, we sat down to have a rest, she said. We were looking down over the lake when we first saw the bear standing on its hind feet. We both started to scream and run for home. I ran straight down the hill and Susan was behind me. She seemed quite close by. She, sorry, she seemed quite close by her screams. Then I heard a funny scream, different from the rest. That was the last I heard. When I looked around, I didn't see anything. A doctor on the scene said Susan probably almost died immediately. Gordon, uh, let me see. Gordon. Uh, well, uh, what is it? Gordon Hogue of Edmonton. A doctor on the... Oh, sorry. Gordon Hogue of Edmonton, Alberta, organized a search party to find the girl. He said it took six shots to kill the bear. Wildlife officials say it is very rare for a black bear, other than a mother with cubs, to attack humans. The bear was examined and found to be healthy and well-fed. Okay. Very sad there. The final uh, bear attack we're going to talk about from the 1960s is that of Jack Ottertail, who was a 53-year-old man who died on October 1st, 1968, near uh, Atikokan, Ontario. Ottertail was killed while on a walk. A bear found a bear found near the body was shot and killed. That's all the information there is. Okay, let's just move. Whoa. Okay, let's move straight into the 1970s. And as a little treat, I can see that the first three attacks are all from polar bears. So we've gone from zero to 100 here. Um, the first person we're going to talk about is Richard Hale, who was a 19-year-old man. He was attacked by a captive polar bear on January 19, 1972, in Toledo, Ohio. Hale's body was found at the bottom of the polar bear's grotto at the Toledo Zoo. Grotto is just another word for, like artificial cave um there is evidence that hale was under the influence of drugs at the time of the attack let's have a read of this article uh okay there's two there's two articles here we could look at zoo death still a mystery from the toledo blade and mauling by bear rule and accident let's read that one that seems to be more uh reputable the nashua telegraph okay um Mauling by Bear, Rule and Accident. This is from an article in the Telegraph, January 26, 1972. Toledo, Ohio. The mauling death of Richard Hale, 19 years old, in the polar bear grotto at the Toledo Zoo last week has been ruled as accidental by Lucas County Coroner Dr. Harry uh, Minuray. Min- uh, Min- I don't know how to say his name. Minuray. He said on Monday he based the ruling on a court decision that that the death of a person under the influence of drugs must be considered accidental. Uh, Minure said faint evidence of methadone was found in Hale's body. He said the youth had a history of drug usage and was known to have been under the influence as of late as late as 5 p.m. on Tuesday. Hale's body was found in the grotto shortly after 9 a.m. on Wednesday. Okay, so ruled ruled an accident. I don't know. Yeah, of course. Unless he was pushed. I don't know how he ended up in there. Okay. Um, Richard Pernitsky was an 18-year-old male killed by another polar bear, this time wild, in Inuvik, Northwest Territories. Um, The death occurred on the 5th of January, 1975. Pernitsky, that's the name, Pernitsky, was mauled at an Imperial oil exploration site. The bear was later shot and killed. Our final polar bear uh, attack in the 1970s was Lafayette Herbert, who was 30, uh, 43 years old, 
Um, the attack occurred in Baltimore in Maryland, obviously by a captive bear, as polar bears are not native to um, areas that south of the United States. Um, August 26, 1976. Herbert, who had a history of mental illness, was killed after he climbed into the polar bear enclosure at Baltimore Zoo. That, yeah. Let's, let's look that one up. That sounds interesting. There is an article in the Gettysburg Times, the Baltimore Sun, and the Baltimore Afro-American. I'm going to go with the Baltimore Times, the Gettysburg Times, actually. Let's read this. Okay. Uh, man's body mauled by bears in zoo. Baltimore. City police are trying to identify the body of a man who uh, was found early Thursday morning in a bear enclosure at the Baltimore Zoo. No wallet was found on the body, but about $70 was in the man's pockets, along with several telephone numbers, including that of local uh, of the local office of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. That's really interesting. It took police almost three hours to climb above the cage and use grappling hooks and ropes to remove the body from the pit. They used tear gas canisters to force the five bears in the enclosure away from the body. Uh, in Dr. Holmes, guard of the medical examiner's office, said the man had a gash on his head, bites on his left leg, claw marks on his back, and evidence of injuries from a bl uh, blunt instrument on his head. Arthur Watson, head of the zoo, said the animals behaved in an instinctive fashion. Something invaded their house and they defended their house, he said. Police said the victim resembled the lone man seen climbing the zoo wall about 10 minutes before the body was found. The body, which had been dragged into the bear's normal feeding area, was said to be that of a black man between 25 and 30 years old. About 5 foot tall, weighing 134 pounds with light brown curly hair and badly uh, badly decomposed front teeth. Okay. Oops. Oh, I got out of the whole list. Bummer. One moment. How do I get history? History. There it is. Okay. Back to the 70s, we are talking about brown bears. And like I said in the previous episode, we're getting a lot of information, so I'm going to go through some of these a bit faster than I did in the last episodes. We're talking about brown bears now. The first brown bear victim in the 70s was Harvey Cardinal, 48 years old, attacked on January 14, 1970, near Fort, uh, Fort St. John, British Columbia. Cardinal was attacked and partially eaten while hunting near Doig River. The bear had a gum infection and was shot and killed. Harry Walker, 25-year-old male, was killed on June 25, 1972, by a wild brown bear in Yellowstone National Park, Wyoming. I think that's the third time that place has come up on this list. Walker was attacked by a bear that was feeding on food that was left out at his campsite near Old Faithful Inn. Presumably near the Old Faithful uh, Geyser, I think that would be. Wilf, oh, this is an interesting name. Wilf Etherington was 50, 51 years old when he was killed by a bear on September 25th, 1973, near Banff National Park, Alberta. Etherington, a biologist with the Canadian Wildlife Service and a photographer, were helping with the re relocation of a troublesome grizzly bear in Banff National Park. The bear had recently been trapped and sedated. When the two men approached the bear at charge and attacked Etherington. Our next victim was Jay Reeves, a 35-year-old man who was attacked and killed in Isenbeck National Wildlife Refuge in Alaska on the 3rd of August 1974. Reeves was camping alone on the Alaskan Peninsula near Cold Bay. A fisherman discovered a camp that looked like it was damaged by a bear and found only Reeves' shoes. A helicopter spotted and shot a grizzly bear near the camp. 
Later, they found Reeves' bones, and an autopsy on the bear revealed human remains. Okay. Um, oh, here we go. Next person, a female, 24 years old, maybe one of my distant cousins, Barbara Chapman, same last name as me, uh, died on the 24th of July, 1976, by a wild bear attack at Glacier National Park, Canada, British Columbia. This is, I think, the second or third bear attack in British Columbia. Uh, sorry, in, in Glacier National Park. While hiking with a friend in British Columbia's Glacier National Park, Chapman rounded a bend to find a grizzly bear charging. The bear first attacked Chapman's friend, who initially resisted, but left him alone after he played dead. The bear then attacked Chapman, who fought back and was quickly killed. Chapman's friend sustained serious injuries, but was able to hike out for help. The grizzly bear that attacked her and sorry, the grizzly bear that attacked and her three cubs was soon found and killed. That's really sad that they killed the cubs. That's the best example yet of the if it's black, fight back. If it's brown, lie down. The friend laid down, pretended to be dead and survived. Chapman fought back and she died. Very sad. Uh, Glacier National Park as well, the place where um, the night of the grizzlies occurred. We talked about that recently. Um, yeah, two people killed at the exact same time time or same night uh, at the same place, but by two different bears in two different incidents. Okay. Alan Precup, 25 year old male. Now his exact death date is unknown, but it was either, either September 11, 12 or 13 in 1976 in Glacier Bay National Park and Preserve in Alaska. Precup did not return after backpacking in Glacier, Glacier Bay National Park and Preserve. Days later, searchers found his campsite with his bare skeleton, one intact hand and both feet still booted. Mary Pat Mahoney, age 22, was killed in Glacier National Park, Montana. There are three Glacier National Parks in a row, all in different places. This person died on the 23rd of, no, uh, 23rd of September, 1976. Mahoney was dragged from a tent and killed at many Glacier at many Glacier campground. Rangers killed two grizzly bears in the area a few hours after the attack. Okay, two more brown bear attacks in the 70s, and then we'll move on to the black bears. Allison Musa, five years old, another child, was killed by a wild brown bear at Waterton Lakes National Park in Alberta, Canada. The attack occurred on July 1st, 1977. Musa was mauled to death by a black-colored grizzly bear. Interesting, a black-colored grizzly bear while playing with her sister near Cameron Creek in Waterton Lakes National Park. She died en route to a Calgary hospital. The family had just recently moved to Canada from South Africa and was unaware of the dangers posed by bears. The family threatened legal action against the park for failing to provide warnings of the dangers posed by the animals. The bear responsible for the attack was killed. Okay, and our final uh, brown bear attack for the 1970s was that of Monty Adams, a 32-year-old man, died on September 15, 1979 from a wild brown bear near Pincher Creek in Alberta. While hunting alone for sheep west of Pincher Creek in southern Alberta, Adams was mauled by a grizzly bear. Adams was found by two other hunters and died when rescuers were removing him from the area. Okay, so quite a large um, number of attacks in the 70s. As I said earlier, it, once we get to the pointy end of this series, there's more and more attacks because, you know, things are reported more often, etc., etc. So our final uh, attack... Um, well, our final attacks were that of of black bears. So let's just power through those. We'll move into the 1980s. John Richardson, 31 years old, was a man killed on July 25th, 1971 in the wild near Rocky National Park, Colorado. 
Richardson was attacked while camping on private property, just west of Rocky Mountain National Park and north of the Great of the Grand Lake. The bear was later killed by a professional hunter. It was the first fatal black bear attack in Colorado in modern times. Victoria Valdez, a four-year-old female, was killed on May 16, 1974, again by a wild black bear, this time in Glenwood, Washington. Valdez was mauled while playing near her home. Her body was found 200 yards, or 180 meters from her home. Her father shot and killed a 250-pound bear before finding his daughter's body. The next victim was only one years old. Her name was Mary Ann Johns. She was killed by a captive... Oh, God. She was killed by a captive bear, which means we already know where this is going, in Stewartson, Illinois, on August 12th, 1975. While carnival workers were setting up, a bear was taken out of its cage and chained to a tree. Johns, whose parents were carnival workers, walked by and was attacked. The bear had previously attacked children. There's nothing else. I've said it a lot of times in this series. It's just... You, needless death of children. It's just dumb. It's just stupid. John, okay, there's three people who died in this one. Three teenagers. John Halfkenny, 16 years old. Mark Halfkenny, 12 years old. And Billy Reindress, 15-year-old male. On May 13th, 1978, were killed by a wild black bear in Algonquin Provincial Park, Ontario. The three boys were stalked and killed while fishing near Radiant Lake in Algonquin Pro- Provincial Park. This was the first fatal, bla- uh, fatal bear attack in the park in 80 years. And finally, Lynn Orsa, 30-year-old female, was killed in King, Ontario by a captive bear on July 2, 1978. A bear who was trained to wrestle humans entered its owner's home and attacked the owner, Orsa, in her bedroom. Wow. Okay. The 70s, there was a lot going on. It's even more in the 80s. Let's keep powering through. I don't want to make this a four-part series. Let's just get them all out in this episode. A polar bear attacked someone named Conrado Moans, uh, who's 29 years old, on September 27th, 1982. It was a captive bear. This occurred in New York City in the Central Park Zoo. Moans was mauled after climbing three fences at New York City Central Park Zoo to enter the uh, the bear pen. Nothing to say there. That's that's what that's what happens. Thomas uh, Mutinen, Mutinen, not sure. Forty six years old, uh, was killed by a wild bear in Churchill, Manitoba. Mutinen was attacked and dragged in a street in Churchill. The bear was part of an annual uh, migration to Hudson Bay. Due to the lack of ice on the bay, the bear wandered into the town. This man was killed on November 29th, nineteen eighty three. That's crazy. That one. That, imagine just going to the post office and a fucking bear walks past and it eats you. <sighs> that was a polar bear as well. Our final polar bear attack of the 1980s was one of Juan Perez, who unfortunately was a, an 11-year-old child, a boy. That person died on May 19th, 1987 by a captive bear. It always goes like this in New York, in Brooklyn. Perez was killed by two bears after climbing a fence in Prospect Park Zoo in Brooklyn. The bears were killed by the police officers. Yeah. You really can't blame. It's like that article said before. When like a, when you jump into a bear's uh, home and they defend the home, you really can't blame them. All right. The next set of deaths were from brown bears. Okay. Jane Ammerman who was 19 years old and female, and Kim Eberly, who was also 19-year-old, but a male. They both were attacked and killed on July 24th, 1980, by a wild bear in Glacier National Park, Montana. Man, 
I'm never going to go to Glacial National Park in any of these places. The partially consumed bodies of Ammerman and Elberly were found near their campsite at Divide Creek in the St. Mary's Valley. Their bear was later killed by hunters from nearby Blackfeet Nation. What? The bear? Oh, Black... Okay, uh, that must be some sort of Native American tribe. It is. There we go. Okay, Ernest Coho, 38 years old, was attacked and killed near Banff, Alberta on August 24th, 1980. While fishing with a friend just north of Banff, Alberta, a bear charged and bit off part of Coho's face. He died a week later as a result of the injuries. The next attack, again, Glacier National Park in Montana. This person's name was Lawrence Gordon. He was 33 years old. Gordon was killed at the Elizabeth Lake campsite in the Belly River Valley Glacier National Park on the 30th of September, 1980. Uh, on June 25th, 1983, Roger May, who was 23 years old, was dragged from his tent and eaten at the Rainbow Point Campground, northwest of Yellowstone National Park. The bear was captured and killed with an injection of poison. That death occurred at the Gallat uh, Gallatin National Forest, Montana, on June 25th, 1983. Um, here we go. Uh, Brigitta or Brigitta Frenenhagen. So like a German name, I think. Um, July 30th, 1984 is when the attack occurred. A wild bear at Yellowstone National Park. Fred Hagen was dragged out of a tent during the night and killed at a backcountry campsite at the, southern, at the southern end of the White Lake in Yellowstone National Park. William Tasinki, 38-year-old male, was killed on October 5th, 1986 in Yellowstone National Park in Wyoming. Uh, Tessin... Uh, Tessinki, that's how I say his name, Tessinki, who was a photographer, was mauled after approaching a bear in Otter Creek area of Hayden Valley, Yellowstone National Park. The bear was also killed. Charles Gibbs, 40 years old, was attacked and killed on April 25th, 1987 by a wild bear in Glacier National Park, Montana. Gibbs was last seen alive following and photo photo uh. Gibbs was last seen alive following and photographing a bear with cubs at Elk, Ma uh, Elk, Elk Mountain Glacier National Park. Investigators recovered film of the female approaching the attack mode at 50 yards. Gary Gordon, uh, spelled G-O-E-D-E-N, was 29 years old, uh, and he was killed on July 23rd, 1987, in Glacier National Park, Montana as well. Gordon's partially consumed remains were found at Natahiki Lake, Mount, uh, many Glacier Valley, Glacier National Park. He was on a solo hike off trail. One thing that we need to say is that like hiking in these places by yourself is an extremely dangerous thing to do sometimes. Um, and I think I said in the, in the first like you know episode of this series, um, it was like when bears come across like groups of people, like three or four or five people, um, you know, it's less likely people will be passing away. Okay. And our final death from a brown bear in the 1980s uh, was Harvey Stephen Piper, who was 40 years old. Uh, he was attacked in Port Alexander in Alaska on November 4th, 1988. Stephen Piper, Piper was killed while hunting alone. Just like I said, when you're alone, you're at a bigger risk. The bear dragged Stephen Piper's body almost one mile, which is 1.6 kilometers, uphill to a cache. When searchers approached the cache, the bear charged and was shot and killed. Okay, we now have a number of attacks from black bears, uh, all of them from the wild. 
Um, so let's go through those. Alan Russell Baines was 10 years old at the time of his death, which was July 18, 1980. Um, this was near Greens Isle in British Columbia. There's no information. There's very little information. It just says Baines was killed on a fishing trip with two friends. Uh, our next attack was against two people, Lee Randall Morris, who was 44, and Carol Marshall, who was 24 and female. Uh, Lee was male. On August 14, 1980, near Zama City, Alberta, Morris and Marshall were killed by the same bear in separate attacks over the span of two hours. They were working on a remote oil drilling camp. Wow. Uh, this next attack was in Canwood, Saskatchewan. Clifford David Starblanket, ooh, great last name. Clifford David Starblanket, 23-year-old, uh, was a trapper living in the forest. He suffered an attack to his throat and head on May 21st, 1983. Melvin Rudd, 55-year-old, was attacked near Nip Nipawin Provincial Park in Saskatchewan. He was killed while fishing in central Saskatchewan on May 27th, 1983. Daniel Anderson was a 12-year-old boy. Anderson was grabbed from his tent while camping. His body was found 100 feet from the tent. This attack occurred on July 6, 1983 at Le Vaudreuil Wildlife Reserve in Quebec. And finally, Gordon Ray, 24-year-old male, on the 29th of May 1985, was attacked and killed while on a tree planting project approximately 45 kilometers south of Fort Nelson. He climbed a tree to avoid the bear but fell and was attacked. The bear was later shot by a helicopter pilot. This occurred near Fort Nelson in British Columbia. And with that, we are out of the 1980s and we are moving on to the 1990s. Uh, exciting decade for me because this is the first decade I'm alive in. So, assumedly, some of these attacks I will actually have been alive for. And I just have to pause real quick. Okay, so our first story uh, that we're talking about in the 1990s is, again, it's a polar bear. Um, Carl Stalker was a 28-year-old male, same age as I am now. On December 8th, 1990, he was killed in Point Lay, Alaska by a wild polar bear. Uh, while Stalker was walking with his girlfriend, he was chased and consumed in the middle of the town. Wow, the bear was shot and killed in his stalker's corpse. That one requires follow-up. My God. Okay. I found an article from the Seattle Times. It's a long article. I'm not going to bother. It's too long. Uh, okay, this isn't even... No, okay, this is not the right article anyway. All right. Let's skip back to Hattie... Amitnak, who was 64 years old, Hattie was killed uh, by... Uh, she was trying to distract the bear that had attacked and injured two other people at Hudson Bay Camp. So she was kind of a hero. Um, she was later awarded a posthumous medal of bravery by the Governor General of Canada, Adrian Clarkson. Um, this attack occurred July 9th, 1999, near Rankin Inlet, uh, New, uh, Nunavut. Okay. Um, let's talk about some brown bears. There are quite a few, so we're going to go quickly. Oh, this sucks. His last name was Bear. Anton Bear was a six-year-old who on July 10th, 1992, was killed by a wild bear in King Grove Cove in Alaska. Sorry, King Cove, Alaska. The six-year-old, his mother and sister were walking down a road when they were approached by a grizzly bear that had just been feeding at the town dump. The family fled, but the boy was chased down by the bear and killed. The bear devoured most of the victim before villagers could kill the animal. Far out. Trevor Percy Lancaster, 40 years old, 
was killed on September 15th, 1992 in Jasper National Park, Alberta. Percy Lancaster and his wife were setting up a a camp in an isolated area of the Tonquin Valley. They surprised a bear and began running away. The bear initially caught Percy Lancaster's wife, and then he distracted the bear, which turned on him. Sounds like Trevor sacrificed himself to save his wife. John Petrania, uh, no, John Petranyi, John Petranyi, on October 3rd, 1992, uh, Petrani was killed by a mother with two cubs on the Loop Trail near the Granite Park Chalet. This is at Glacier National Park, Montana. Uh, he was 40 years old. Trent, uh, sorry, Macy, Marcy Trent, who was 77, and Larry Waldron was 45. They were killed on July 1st, 1995, near Anchorage, Alaska. Trent and her son Waldron were killed by a bear defending a moose carcass while they were hiking on the McHugh Creek Trail in Chugar State Park near Anchorage, Alaska. Another double kill occurred in October 9th, 1995. Shane Fermerton, who was 32 years old, and Bill Caspell, who was 40 years old, were killed while securing an elk in the vicinity of Mount Soderholm in the southern Rocky Mountain Trench in eastern, southeastern British Columbia. So uh, two, uh, two incidents that occurred within a few months of each other um, in Canada uh, resulting from hunters trying to secure a carcass of another animal. Christine Courtney was killed on July 5th, 1996 at Kluane National Park in Yukon Territory. Uh, she was 32 years old. Courtney was killed while hiking on the Slims Valley Trail in Kluane National Park. Her husband was also killed, but uh, was also attacked but survived. The park wardens killed the bear. At the gates of the Arctic National Park in Alaska, Robert Bell who was 33 years old at the time, was killed on August 23rd, 1996. He was killed while hiking with a friend near the Kugrak River. They startled a mother bear feeding on salmon. Two years later, in 1998, on February 8th, Orduello Luis Cortez, who was 40 years old, was killed near Kenai in Alaska. Cortez was killed immediately after being bitten on the head while laying while laying seismic line in the Swanson River area. His crew walked past the Dare's Bend, startling it. Craig Dahl, 26-year-old, was killed on May 17 in 1989, again in Glacier National Park in Montana. Dahl's partially consumed remains were found three days after he set off to hike alone in the Two Medicine area of Glacial National Park. He was attacked by a mother and her two cubs. The next attack occurred in August 22nd, 1998. Christopher Cress, who was 40 years old, was killed near Beaver Mines, Alberta. He was killed by a grizzly bear while fishing on South Castle River near Beaver Mines Campground in Alberta. Near the Prince George, uh, sorry, near Prince George in British Columbia, that's where our next attack occurred. George Evanoff was 65 years old when he died in 1998 on October 24th. Evanoff was hiking on the Bear Paw Ridge, 72 kilometers northeast of Prince George, British Columbia. He encountered a grizzly bear feeding on a moose kill about half a mile from his cabin. He was bitten on the neck, but his body was not mauled or eaten by the bear. Ken Gates was 53 years old and died on May 25th, 1999. Cates was killed while hiking in Soldona, Alaska, in the Kenai National Wildlife Refuge. Troopers found Cates' rifle, spent shell casings, and blood nearby, which suggests that Cates may have shot the bear. 
and our final brown bear attack of the 1990s was that of Red, uh, sorry, Ned Rasmussen on November 1st, 1999 in Uganik Island, Alaska. He disappeared on a deer hunting trip and he was found dead, presumed killed by a bear. We have a number of brown bear attacks to round out the 1990s. Uh, and as I keep saying, as we go forward, there are more and more bear attacks because they get reported more often and because, uh, you know, different agencies and wildlife centers are able to communicate better with each other. Okay. Our first black bear attack was James Waddell. He was 12 years old. He was killed in Lesser Slave Lake in Alberta. In the Martin River campground, Waddell was dragged from a tent during the night and killed. He died on May 26, 1991. Uh, a few months later, on October 11th, 1991, Raymond Jack... Oh gosh, I can't say his name. Uh, Jack Ubukaras, I'm so sorry, I can't pronounce that name, who was 32 years old, and Carola Frere, Frere who was 48 years old, uh, they were killed in Algonquin Provincial Park in Ontario. While they were setting up camp on Bates Island, a black bear broke both of their necks. The bear then dragged their bodies into the woods and consumed the remains. When police arrived five days later, the bear was guarding the bodies. A park naturalist called the attack right off the scale of normal bear behavior. Our next victim was Sebastian Lozier, who was 20 years old. He died near Cochrane in Ontario on June 14, 1992. Lozier was attacked while taking soil samples. Lozier's partner, Rod Barber, was able to drive off the bear with a pole and was not hurt. The incident occurred about 92 kilometers northeast of Cochrane, just west of the Quebec border. On July 8, 1992, Darcy Staver, a 33-year-old female, was killed by a wild black bear in Glenallen, Alaska. The bear entered her cabin and Staver and her husband fled to the roof. While Staver's husband went for help, the bear killed her. The bear was shot and killed by a neighbor. Colin McClelland was 24 years old when he died on August 10th, 1993. And this is the first year uh, for black bears that I was alive for. Fremont County, Colorado, a bear tore open the door to McClellan's trailer and attacked him at War Mountain, Colorado. The bear was later killed by game wardens. A four-year-old boy named Ian Dunbar was killed at 70 Mile House in British Columbia. Dunbar was attacked in the backyard of his home. The bear was killed by conservation officers. Ian died on September 16, 1994. Savend Satir was 53 years old when he died near uh, Tatlaoko Lake in British Columbia. Satir was killed while checking fence lines near British uh, central British Columbia community of uh, Tatlaoko Lake in British Columbia. Investigators showed that the bear was a healthy male and it had stalked Satir and his horse for over 0.5 of a mile before attacking him. He died on June 14, 1996. And their final bear kill for the 1990s before we move into a whole new century was Raymond Kitchen. He was 56 years old, he was a male, and Paddy McConnell, who was 37 years old and a female. This attack occurred on August 14th, 1997, uh, at Laird Laird River Hot Springs Provincial Park in British Columbia. McConnell, who was the female, who was 37, died from injuries while defending herself and her 13-year-old son Kelly from a black bear attack on a boardwalk to the Hot Springs. Kitchen heard the attack in progress and was killed while attempting to rescue. Kelly and a 20-year-old man were also injured. Sorry, The bear was shot while standing over its victims. 
Makoto's son received a star of courage for his attempt to save his mother. Kitchen also received the honor posthumously. I actually remember watching a, a nature documentary show. It was like, why am I still alive? That kind of thing about animal attacks. And this was an actual episode. They said that this bear just went fucking nuts at these uh, hot springs and just killed a bunch of people, went on a rampage. It was absolutely terrifying. And they actually had McConnell's son give an interview. It was very heartbreaking. Okay. We have officially moved on into the next decade. And I know I said I was going to try and uh, keep everything into three parts, but there are so many bear attacks to go in the twenty in the, in the 2000s. We're going to have to call it there. This episode is going way too long. Um, I even think we probably... How long have we been recording for? Like, yeah, like 45 minutes. We're just going to end the episode there. No scratch of the day today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, so much information I'm giving to you. I hope that you're enjoying it and uh, it's making sense. Well, join me next week for part four of this series where we finally finish off the off the list and we talk about all the bear attacks from the year 2000 up until the 2020s. And I think that there is a death in 2021. The latest death is in 2021. So we'll do basically 21 years of bear attacks in our part four of North American Bear Attacks, a.k.a. Uh, bloodbath bears of North America, whatever I decided to call it. Once again, please like and subscribe or follow or whatever you want to do. All the social media bullshit is in the caption. There's a Patreon. You can check that out. Give me some money. Uh, and apart from that, have a fantastic, uh, you know, day, week, night, wherever you are. I just want you to have a good time, but I also want you to take care out there because as we've learned, everyone, it's a jungle out there. (laughs) 